When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. That's excellent, man. Come on, we're going to do it. Thank you, Cohen. We're going... We're going. We're going. We're going. Yeah. You know what that skull chant with uncomfortable Kevin O'Connell means. It is four <laughs> question Friday here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's why we're hard on this team sometimes. We reject five hundred football. Okay. If you can't deal with a little critique and criticism of this team, then maybe this isn't the show for you. But if it is the show for you, Please click subscribe on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and click the like button on this video because it helps spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans that you guys have helped us build here. We'll get to these questions in a second here, but let's shout out our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new line of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at TCL.com. Also, Purple Daily is feeling awfully generous. We're giving away a trip for two to see Minnesota and Miami in week six. Bring your white linen pants, baby. We'll cover the tickets, lower-level tickets. We'll cover the travel, the airfare, and the hotel. You just have to bring your fandom, and you can enter anytime this month by opening the Score North app. It's free to download. Registering and entering through Listener Rewards, the Purple Daily Getaway to Miami. Should be a good time. Maybe we can uh, right maybe we can get some Judd and some ceremonial linen pants. Outstanding. I'm telling you, chaperone. Well, maybe we can make this happen. I'm going to we'll volunteer see. to go as a chaperone. We'll see. <laughs> South right. Beach, me. Oh, boy. Yeah, envision that, Judd. I'm Born just envisioning like cocaine cowboys that uh, <laughs> documentary from the early '80s, and Judd wearing the like a huge early '80s Scarface collared shirt Say down to his navel. Hello to a couple of tickets. <laughs> All right, question number one here, which comes with uh, a clip here that we're going to play. Chris Sims has been brilliantly slow cooking his top forty quarterback list. I think he started rolling these out three weeks ago. And he's finally made it into the top 15. So he unveiled quarterbacks 16 through 13 on his way up to number one yesterday. So I'll take you through just like starting at 25. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, 24. 
Justin Fields, 23. Zach Wilson, 22. Daniel Jones, 21. Jimmy Garoppolo, 20. Carson Wentz, 19. Mac Jones, 18. Baker Mayfield, 17. Kirk Cousins, 16th. Behind Ryan Tannehill, 15. Matt Ryan, 14. Deshaun Watson, 13. And then all the other quarterbacks that have yet to be unveiled. So let's hear from Chris Sims explaining his Kirk Cousins ranking. The ultimate system quarterback. Mm. I mean, we're talking about the ultimate system quarterback. A guy that if the system is really good and creative and you give him and can teach him answers and checks and balances, he will take advantage of every f***ing bit of it. He yeah. really will. Oh, you taught me the square root of 64 is 8, and I'm going to know that this guy here is four inches away from where it usually is, and that means it's cover four and cover. He'll be all over that, and he's going to dissect you and kill you that way. So that's where he's very special in that aspect. I love the way uh, the casual F-bomb there, too. Yeah, just I, that, yeah. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of caught me What's off guard. Yeah, me too. I, I'll be honest. Since when did they start swearing? Was that needed? Was the casual F-bomb there? I don't know. He's caused me to almost drop F-bombs on a podcast. But yeah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting. So what do you make of Kirk Cousins being 16th on Chris Sims' list? I make a lot of this because I, I think that there's a few directions to go with that ranking, which, by the way, is low. I think we all agree on the show, probably. It might be too low. But it, um, I think, one, it shows what the perception, right or wrong, is of Cousins nationally, okay? So, like, for all of the Kirk stands, or heck, for us. Because um, at times we're like, well, I mean, this is a... In our opinion, this could be at times when he's going well, a borderline top 10. Yeah. I think nationally, they're like, no, he's not. And and I think Sims reflects what a lot of people think nationally who don't watch, um, who, like, dip in on Kirk, especially for primetime games and big games. Uh, so, one, I think it's very interesting to see what a different perspective of Kirk is. Personally, I think it's too low, um, but I don't think it's, like, egregiously too low. Matt Ryan, in my world, 2022, would not be above Kirk. Um, but you know what? The Tannehill being close there, I think, is very, very fair. Yeah. I, guess I'm, I guess I'm curious, like, who's 12 to a certain point. Um, but Probably yeah, Dak. I, I, bet, I bet Dak is 12. Okay. But, yeah, I would probably. Or Carr. But, I mean, Derek Carr's not Carr. on here yet. But, I mean, I would have Kirk probably 13 or 14. But, um, yeah, it's just it paints a picture of of what the perception is of Kirk. And the last thing that I think is an intriguing thing, though, is Chris Sims just went through chapter and verse of what Kevin O'Connell thinks he could do for Kirk, right? Yes. Like, that's the, the, the entire point of, of Kevin O'Connell to a certain degree. I actually, it's funny that a press release was sent out I think I, I think you forwarded to us, right? I don't know if they're like they're sending it brilliantly. They're sending this out to like the local markets that might talk about this, and hey, here we are. It's, it's yes. good fodder, absolutely. And so the rest of the quote, the clip is he he goes on to talk more about Kirk, and and here's some of the rest of it. I'll just read it. His ability to read and react is up there with the top guys in football. He's very accurate. O'Connell is going to bring some creative ideas that Kirk Cousins didn't have at his disposal the last two years. Cousins is not going to make plays to get the team over the hump if they're struggling. He has a good arm, but it's the same throw every time. Because of that, he can't make some of those special throws. And that's it. If conditions are clean and he's it's a first read, he is brilliant. He is measurably one of the best quarterbacks, one of the three, four best quarterbacks in the entire league at 
step back, I got time, here's my throw, bam, right? But that's not how the NFL, it's it's this pie-in-the-sky idea that, well, the Vikings need to create those conditions more often. Well, I mean, yeah, they could, they should get a better center, everything, right? But that's not how playoff games work. That's not, I'm sorry, when Aaron Donald's lined up opposite your offensive line, you don't just get a clean pocket for three hours. And so, that, yeah, and so that's why I don't have a – I actually think it's low, too. I, we're the Cousins haters here, and we think this is too low to have him 16th. I would say I could argue for Cousins to be as high as 12th, but probably no higher because the, the other 12 quarterbacks on this list that aren't shown – you know, he hasn't ranked them yet, but it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady – Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, uh, who's on the list, and Matt Ryan, and then Ryan Tannehill. The only ones I could make a case, I think Deshaun Watson's too low. I can make a case for, for Kirk over Matt Ryan, for Kirk over Tannehill, for Kirk over Carr, or maybe Dak. Probably not all four of those guys. So it's in the range, but it's funny, like, we're the Kirk haters here. Yep. I don't know, Dex, do you agree he's probably too low at 16? I mean, he, he is certainly better than everyone below him. On down. Baker, Mac, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G. You know, the, obviously those second-year guys in Wilson Fields, Lawrence, um, could certainly still rise up. But he is better than all those quarterbacks below him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can split ha- the, the, we can split hairs, but this is where we get into the Kirk tier. Like, Kirk is in sometimes his own tier, and we see all these other quarterback rankings that come out. We're just splitting hairs when it gets to the point of, is he better than Derek Carr? Is he better than Ryan Tannehill? Um, he is better than, certainly better than all the guys below him. But then once we start to get up to 14, 13, 12, well, now now it's an actual debate, and where do you want to fall on that debate? And what's weird, though, is what Chris Sims in the clip, Declan, that you played described is what would put Kirk Around ten, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get him to that coach, who's like, I can, I can basically be your brain. Like, the system is going to work perfectly. You're going to know it. Blah blah. And we have no idea if that's going to work or or not. But like, Sim sort of rips him, but then comes back with the description of the exact thing that would make Kirk and the Kirk stands probably overjoyed, right? Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's so interesting because it, I think. The Kirk haters and the Kirk crusaders all have the same opinion of Kirk within reason. Mm-hmm. Like, as a Kirk hater, I think he's the 14th best quarterback in the world. The Kirk crusaders would say he's 12th or 11th or something. And we're splitting hairs. Now, there's some extremists out there that think he's 5th or 3rd or 6th or something. Right. Just like there's some extremists that think he's not one of the 20 best quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's wrong, too. It's just about, okay, if we all agree he's somewhere between, like, 12th and 14th, then why is there so much fighting over? Is it? Be- we're fighting about his brain. We're, we're fighting about his thoughts. We're fighting about... Um, How much blame he should take. Yes, and, and, okay, and, yeah. and there are people who think, who cares what he says? And we think, oh, he's a quarterback. That's a big deal. Yeah. I don't think we're ever fighting about his God-given physical abilities. So interesting. Oh, it's a great conversation. Chris Sims. You like that? Love it. You like that? All right. Uh, I'm going to give Dex a second because I want to play that Chris Boyd clip again. So if you could throw that in. Um, and while we do that, let's uh, let's cheers with a Surly here to the weekend, boys. You know what? Exactly right, Phil. And, and 
summer is coming, right? And so, you know what? As everyone knows but by now, I am a surly, furious guy. There's no question about that. But I want to introduce you to a new friend of mine who's been Ooh. stopping by. Who's been stopping by more and more to uh, say, hey, can I come in? Can I come in and play? Can you? <coughs> hey, hey would, guy. Would what you, what you like doing? to include a logic bomb? I'm going to tell you right now. This beer is outstanding. It is a summer beer that is mm, perfection. This is the type of things. Surly has so many great choices, variety packs. So while, you know what, we all fall in love with certain with certain Surly brewing products, I encourage you to do what I'm doing, which is expand the lineup. Expand it. Start to use guys more and more. And one and one of my key ones now is Logic Bomb. Absolutely outstanding. Mix it in. And tell me what you think. And you know what, boys? Mix it in and then show us your... Cans. Show us your cans. That's right. Or taps, uh, as Declan Or said. taps. I like our taps. Or taps. Taps work, too. Uh, all right, Dex. What else? You know, if people are looking for, uh, I don't know, a fun raceway to go to uh-huh. somewhere in Minnesota, you know, do, you, do you know any offhand? I do. It's Brainerd International Raceway, June 17th and 18th. Minnesota's fastest, uh, America's fastest drivers are coming to Minnesota for an experience of a lifetime. They're bringing the Discovery Channel Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings to Brainerd International Raceway. Uh, Join BIR and the Street Outlaws for a weekend of fun. Also, kids 12 and under get in free. Visit BIRMN.com for camping and ticket information today. Brainerd International Raceway, June 17th and 18th. Visit BIRMN.com to learn more. Okay, uh, question number two here, and we and we did a dive into this on Mackie and Judd too, but I, I want to throw it out there for people that didn't see this. Did Chris Boyd in this clip we're about to play say anything that was untrue? Would always be strict about everything. Like anytime you messed up, like it's like the world ended. But like KO them, they they way more chill, way more relaxed. Like whatever we got to get fixed, we gonna fix it. We can like we gonna keep rolling, bro. Like mm-hmm. anybody, hey, hey, we gonna bounce back, like figure it out. <clears throat> the whole vibe, like everybody, way more relaxed. Like, I mean, as a defense, as a whole team, like the vibe, nobody really worried about too much. Like we really there to enjoy football and learn and just be the best us. Okay, two part question actually. Did he say anything untrue and will he be on the team for week one after those comments? Um no and no is my guess. No, like I what what he said was probably entirely true. And if he was a starting player, I'd say, dude, that's that's really smart. Like that's great to hear. I in our jobs love that, but I don't think it's the smartest thing for a, a guy who's probably on the borderline of being cut to say. But, I mean, we know that stuff, right, Phil? Like, they were uptight. Um, Mike was miserable. When things got screwed up, Mike got uptight. And so, like, yeah, there's nothing that, that he said that I think's a lie. You know, I, I'm going to defend him for a second. I, first of all, I, I love that he said this, and uh, it's, it's hard to want athletes to give you more. I mean, last week we complained that Kirk Cousins was – was downplaying everything and not showing excitement. And then on the other side over here, Chris Boyd – Asks McFadden on this All Things Covered podcast that usually Patrick Peterson's on, too. Uh, he says, am I allowed to say whatever I want? <laughs> and, he, and then he does, and it's great. Yeah. And he's saying he's he's not saying anything that's untrue. But I'm going to defend him for a second because I think if he had caught Mike Zimmer and that coaching staff maybe seven years ago, much like Xavier Rhodes and some of the other, you know, the first crop of cornerbacks, 
not that their bleep holes weren't tight then too, but they were clearly better at developing and teaching defensive backs seven, eight years ago than in recent right. years. Yeah. And so Chris Boyd comes along. Not that he wasn't like a first-round pick or a highly touted prospect or anything like that, but I think he caught the worst of Mike Zimmer and that staff, right? The most stressed-out version, the most impatient version, and he's being public about it. Now, if I'm Kevin O'Connell and I'm thinking, all right, dude, you're a fringe roster guy who's not been very good in the first couple years. Why are you going on podcasts to begin with, and why are you – boisterously ripping the old coaching staff. And they're going to have to reconcile that internally. But I love that he's being honest. And if he ever wants to work on Purple Daily, Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd, if you're going to be out of the NFL in a couple of years because people don't like what you have to say, you can always say it on Purple Daily. Yeah. So you're welcome. you got a job here, buddy. you can say what you think, just don't swear. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it just makes it harder for Declan to edit things out. For, yeah. for you don't swear. The radio version of the show. All right, question number three. Adam Thielen earlier this week talked about how hard, in a good way, this new complex offensive system has been to learn. Just It's the most work that he's ever had to put in, flashcards, everything. Mm-hmm. Judd, you took five minutes of college. Declan and I went to uh, universities here, uh, St. Cloud. I went to Minnesota. We all went to high school, obviously. What is the hardest class you ever took? Like, what's the most you ever felt like Adam Thielen where, oh, my God, I'm swimming in this. This is oh, almost impossible. Oh, for mine's me. simple. High school French. Second year. French? Oh. French. I thought I could take French. Let me just say, so I got, so I barely got by first year French. I did get by that one. I took it the entire year. Um, I got about halfway through second year French, and ingenious move. One of the greatest moves I've ever made. Transferred to pottery. Yeah. That's Wait. So you didn't? Did you not have to complete a second semester to? Uh, you know, back in that back then, that's eighty four. Like, I think we had to have a year of foreign language and like two years of science or a year of science. It was great. It was a different world back then. And so, so I, Judd's a pottery master who so can I barely speak speak a lick of French. To, oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I can't speak French. But I mean, I had no chance. Can that, you say anything to us in French right now? Do you have like a sentence or two you can remember? A sentence? I'm lucky to have a word. Well, you said you took a semester of oui. French. Well, no, I don't remember anything. I was 14. I'm 52. What am I supposed to remember? The, the, the hardest, the dumbest college class I took and just absolutely helped lead to my demise. Um, I was told that this would be a, this would be better than a math class because I'm not good at math. I took like a statistics type of class oh, yeah. that was supposed to be like practical. <sighs> oh, man, my head was swimming. It was just terrible. Yeah, I actually, I took a my first semester in college. I took a, we had to take a math class, but I took a logic class instead. Yeah, it was like a like a loophole. Yeah. It's the only thing I ever fully aced A-plus across the board. Oh, good for you. Because it was, yeah, as you can tell on this show, very good at debating logically with people. Uh, it's it's like an if-then, if-this-then-that type of, it's math with words, basically. And uh, it's great. So I, I'm not going to mock you too much because I had a very similar experience with college Spanish. Well, here's what happened. So I, I took two semesters, uh, like beginner Spanish, two semesters in high school. Okay. And uh, some other kids took, I think, a second year. Like there there were some people that I think I just took Spanish for two semesters. Some people took it for four in high school. Mm-hmm. And then you have a placement test. And it places you in a, based on how you do with like the 40 questions, it places you in either a beginner level in college or like a higher level. 
And I remember taking this 40-question test. It was impossible. I didn't know. I was guessing on 28 or 30 of the 40 questions. Yep. And on that day, I must have just guessed right a lot. Because they oh, put no. me in a three thousand level class instead of a one or a three hundred level class instead of a one hundred level class, and I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'm. I tested into this class. It must be the class I'm supposed to be in. And we sit down the first day, and the instructor goes, "This will be the last day that anyone is allowed to speak any English in this class. Yep. From this point forward, you're only allowed to speak Spanish." And I'm like, my eyes are wide. I'm like, um, excuse me. And I'm looking around the room, and everyone else is super calm. And just like, yeah, whatever. Like, they're all just like fluent. They took two years of Spanish in high school, probably, you know. And I walked up to the instructor after the second class, I think it was, and said, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I haven't understood a word you've said at the front of the room in two days. And she she convinced me, just try and stick with it and whatever. And I wound up getting like a C minus and I passed the class, but I was terrified. Oh, you didn't get out? No, well, she she, didn't let you she convinced out. me to stay in. Oh, she's see, like, I always got out. She gave me extra points out. for being like the entertaining guy in the yep. front, like oh. the presentations. Yep. If I'm like funny, yeah, you know, I get to be important. <laughs> I, I quit. Um, where to begin with me here? Uh, I'll say this one because uh, at St. Cloud in the mass communication department, you you have to minor or you have to take a year of a language, which I was not going to do for the yeah. exact two reasons you just explained. So what a, a lot of the mass comm kids, what they do is they'll minor in, in comm studies, which is a, which is different than mass communications. Um, it's an easier path. But there was a class there, and I'm looking at it right now, comm 319, Introduction to Rhetorical Theory. I found the class at St. Cloud's Catalog. Introduction to Rhetorical Theory? Description, theory and literature of rhetorical form, classical to modern times, nature and scope of the rhetoric applies to issues and problems in human affairs. Nope. I don't even know what that means. So, <laughs> I had to write the longest paper of my life. And actually, I never mind. I actually liked writing papers. I'd, I would rather write an essay than take an exam any day of the week. I can, I can BS my way through a paper. I cannot answer a test. I can't do a test. I just can't. There was, this was a 25-page paper. It was a semester-long project. And I did it um, – oh, my God. I might get burned here. I, I did it on, um, on women's and sports media and whatnot, and just like the the scope of that. Well, I wrote a paper, and my professor I need, said, I, "I need to read this paper." My professor, we need to read this my, paper. my professor said, "I did like one of the worst jobs ever at explaining this," and I got a D plus on it. And because I got a D plus on this paper, which was weighted like seventy five percent of your entire course, <laughs> I missed the graduation requirement by point zero one on a GPA scale. No, dude. Which then caused me to replace the class with another comm studies class, which was actually public speaking, because the public speaking teacher had it out for me because I disagreed with her on speeches one time. And so I had to repeat another class because I got point zero one off of this class. And so did you graduate. have to wait an, an extra semester to graduate? Is so that what happened? I, I literally had to, what I was doing was I was working here. And I was working at Bring Me the News, and I was driving up to St. Cloud once a week for a class, and I and I and I got an oh. A- in a, in a public speaking class with a different professor, and it was fine. Um, but yes, it, it was it was go awful. Huskies, go wow, Huskies. Wow, that's, that's a lot. Right there. A, when the title of the class makes no sense, you know you're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rhetorical theory and yeah. postmodern. Nah, oh, it was, no, it was no, so no, difficult. No idea what that it is. It was so difficult. Mm. You know, one time. 
I took a uh, so in in high school I they had like AP journalism classes or like mm-hmm. they called them college in the schools classes yes, twenty yeah, yes. years ago yeah. where you could you could take them for college credit when you're still in high school mm-hmm. and so I took a writing class or two to gain some college credit and it taught me AP style writing going into college so I, then I jump into journalism school at the University of Minnesota and one of the first classes was like an AP style writing class. But I, for some reason, I had to take it. It didn't count all the credits or something. I, I don't know. I had to take it. And there was an editor from the Star Tribune, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm guessing Judd probably remembers him from, like, the early 2000s. And he was the instructor. And all it was like I had already basically taken this class in high school. And so I had five classes. I'm working a part-time job in radio at night. And I'm also playing poker, like, for rent money and stuff. So I'm a busy guy, and I'm prioritizing this class as, like, I'm probably not going to pay full attention in this class. And uh, I didn't participate very much. It was just, like, you know, the last thing on my list. I wound up getting an A in all the coursework because I had already taken the class. I already know how to write AP Sci. I got an A in all the coursework. And at the end of the semester, he gave me a C for the course for the semester. And I said, I called him, and I said, excuse me? I just got an A in all the coursework, and you gave me a C for the semester. He goes, yeah, I just didn't feel like you were trying very hard to improve throughout the semester. <laughs> oh, wow. man. Had it out with that guy. I'll tell you his name off microphone, Judd, and you can tell me if you worked I'm with him at the Star Tribune. willing to bet I know who it is. Okay. Amazing. Anyhow, question number uh, number four here. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in a golf match this week. Very dramatic. Came down to the final hole. Very exciting. So regardless of whether the players have golfing skill or not, which four NFL players besides these four guys would you like to see square off, mic'd up on the golf course? So I picked four former Vikings who I know would be great. All right? I love it. Yeah. John Randall, who loves to golf, who can absolutely talk smack with the best of them to this day. So that has not changed. Randy Moss, who would absolutely be a hoot. Smart dude, can talk a ton of smack. Fred Smoot, (laughs) who never shuts up. Who never shuts up. Now, he is obviously not on the playing par as far as football goes with uh, Johnny and Randy, but Fred Smoot had one of the greatest motor mouths of all time. And then my last one, Everson Griffin. That's on mine, too. Wow. So those are my four former Vikings who I think would be outstanding on a a golf course. Honorable mention, Dwight Smith. (laughs) You remember Dwight Smith? Of course I remember Dwight Smith. Stairwell Dwight Smith, who also... There are some. Dwight I used to walk those stories. same stairs tell. all the time, living downtown Minneapolis, going to movies and Applebee's and Block E. Hell I can't yeah. say the words, but there were times when Dwight Smith had some, let's just say, laid out his weekend plans with uh, very interesting descriptions. But yeah. anyway, so Smoot, Randall, Moss, and Everson Griffin. Okay, Dax, what's your list? Yeah, I, I had Moss and Everson on the list. I, I had two of those guys that came to mind. Uh, another one, I, I'd love to hear Deion Sanders. I think Dion would be an absolute yeah. blast. Um, he's just an outspoken, kind of boisterous dude, so I, w- I would like to hear primetime um, out with those guys. And then the fourth, uh, it's, it's lame, uh, but I, I I know he's a really good golfer, and I would curious, be curious what he would do would be uh, Tony Romo. I know Tony Romo's obviously a very good golfer, and we've seen him a little bit. He did the match, too, last year, I yeah, believe, right? Why has Tony Romo not done 
did, I don't, has he done the match? I don't think he's done the match. Well, I has maybe he? he did. Maybe he did. I didn't, maybe he hasn't. I guess, um, but I, I don't like, think so. I'd like to see Tony. I'd like to see Tony do it too. So Tony, Everson, Randy Moss, Deion Sanders. That's a good list. I'm actually going to take Judd's list. So you have Randall, Moss, Everson, and Smoot. I'm going to take your list. I'm just going to replace Fred Smoot with Kirk Cousins. Oh God! What are you trying to make this as uncomfortable? I want to. I want to see what he's. I want to see what he's like in a setting like this. I want to see him on Hard Knocks. I want to. I just want to see him. All right, dude. Three hours. It's just it's loosey goosey. Let's see who you are. He doesn't have the loosey goosey gene. It would be so uncomfortable. It would be worth watching. Well, and Everson Griffin, who publicly called him ass on Twitter, would True. be potentially paired up with him on a golf. I He'd mean, come like, on. Hey, buddy, how are you? Oh my God. So, yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment sections. Let, let's phrase it this way. Which four former or current Vikings would you like to see mic'd up, regardless of golf skill, just interacting for three and a half hours on TNT with Charles Barkley, uh, you know, clowning them in the broadcast booth? Uh, a shout out to our friends at Livia for help. People are commenting on, is this a different guy? Who is this oh, guy? Same guy. The same guy. And thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, I have dropped 40 pounds. The best part, I'm keeping it off. That's the most important thing. We've all lost weight. The question becomes, have you kept the weight off? And they can help. Their new Simple Start plan right now, lose weight for summer, just $59. You receive one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person. So if you're outside of the metro, you can receive the support online virtually from their team of experts. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. I am told people from Iowa love this because they're calling up and they're like, we're Vikings fans and we've heard about it on PD. Give us more. So Livia.com if you want to fit into those clothes as summer approaches. This is me resisting the urge to tell a joke about Iowa people not being able to fit Don't into their clothes. That. Don't be doing that. Uh, Declan, if, if we did put together a fun foursome of former Vikings players to uh, to golf, where should they golf? Where could we have this this match in theory? Let's go to the Meadows at Mystic Lake, an award-winning yes. 18-hole public golf course down in Prior Lake. Just right down 169 here from the Metro. Um, Meadows at Mystic Lake offers a unique and challenging scenic golf experience. You know, Judd can enjoy a surly on the Meadows bar and grill. I can get a nice new flamboyant polo from the from the pro shops. They have an extensive pro shop there. Uh, if you want to book your tee time, visit golfthemeadows.com. Book your tee time now, golfthemeadows.com to learn more. The Meadows at Mystic Lake. Love it. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Daily Vikings Entertainment. Are you guys going to really do this every day during the off season? You damn right. Every single day, talking Vikings. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.